Read the Bible every day so you'll be full of faith. Welcome you to join Bible Links to read the entire Bible in two years. I believe God will bless you, He will lift you up, and your life will never be the same. Exodus chapter 15 Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father is God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host he cast into the sea, and his chosen officers were sunk in the Red Sea. The floods covered them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrow your adversaries. You send out your fury. It consumes them like stubble. At the blast of your nostrils, the water piled up. The flood stood up in a heap. The deeps congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoils. My desire shall have its fill of them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. You blew with your wind. The sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? You stretch out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. You have led in your steadfast love the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them by your strength to your holy abode. The people have heard. They tremble. Pangs have seized the inhabitants of Philistia. Now are the chiefs of Edom dismayed. Trembling seizes the leaders of Moab. All the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away. Terror and dread fall upon them because of the greatness of your arm. They are as still as a stone. Till your people, O Lord, pass by. Till the people pass by whom you have purchased, you will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain. The place, O Lord, which you have made for your abode, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. For when the horses of Pharaoh with his chariots and his horsemen went into the sea, the Lord brought back the waters of the sea upon them. The people of Israel walked on dry ground in the midst of the sea. Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a tambourine in her hand, and all the women went out after her with tambourines and dancing. And Miriam sang to them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Then Moses made Israel set out from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness ashore. They went three days into the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Marah. And the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a log, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. There the Lord made for them a statute and a rule, and there he tested them, saying, If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God, and do that which is right in his eyes, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, 
I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. Then they came to Elim, where there were twelve springs of water, and seventy palm trees, and they encamped there by the water. Exodus chapter 16 Then they set out from Elim, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came into the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of this second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumblings against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, because the Lord had heard your grumbling, that you grumble against him, what are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew lay around the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was on the face of the wilderness a fine, flat-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. When the people of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is this? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord had commanded. Gather of it each one of you, as much as you can eat, you shall take an omer, according to the number of the persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people of Israel did so. They gathered some more, some less. But when they measured it with an omer, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no luck. Each of them gathered as much as they could eat. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But when they did not listen to Moses, some left part of it till the morning, and it bred worms and stink, and Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning they gathered it, each as much as he could eat. But when the sun grew hot and melted, on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers each. And when all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, This is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest 
a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake and boil what you will boil, and all that is left over lay aside to be kept till the morning. For they laid it aside till the morning, as Moses commanded them, and it did not stink, and there were no worms in it. Moses said, Eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is a Sabbath, there will be none. On the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, but they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day he gives you bread for two days. Remain each of you in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. Now the house of Israel called its name manna. It was like coriander seed, white, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Let an omer of it be kept throughout your generations, so that may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness, when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar and put an omer of manna in it, and place it before the Lord to be kept throughout your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it before the testimony to be kept. The people of Israel ate the manna forty years, till they came to a habitable land. They ate the manna till they came to the border of the land of Canaan. And Omer is the tenth part of an ephah. The following is the English translation of Pastor Mongan Wu's teaching on the book of Exodus chapter 15 to 16, translated by Ray. Read the Bible every day so you will be full of faith. So here today we will read Exodus chapter 15 and 16. In chapter 15 is a great victory. Hallelujah! So the song of Moses in chapter 15 is also a song that we need to learn because in the book of Revelation it also tells us at the time when God is releasing His judgment all over the earth, when His righteousness is being manifested and is removing all the evil, we are also going to sing this song of Moses in heaven. So here in verse 1 to verse 15, it's the entire material of this song. So here we are not saying that we have to memorize the entire song, but instead it's to tell us for each one of us in our life, we also should have our own song of victory. So today, we can also pray to the Lord, say, Lord, may you teach me, tell me how to sing my song of victory in my life. So here in verse 1, that Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, the horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. So here from verse 1 to verse 19, in the song of Moses, God's name is mentioned for 10 times. Here in the song, it didn't mention the courage of Moses. It also did not mention the obedience of Israelites. The entire song is talking about God. So here, this is a key point of the song of Moses, is that each time when we have a victory in our life, it can help us to know God's character. So today we have to pray for this. Lord, today my problem is being solved. Maybe my illness is being healed. Maybe this I have a breakthrough for the difficulties. I find an answer. But Lord, I thank you. I praise you. We can exalt God's work. But 
Does our understanding to God's character increase after these things? Are we able to appreciate His meticulous guidance in all these circumstances? His mighty, His power, His victory, His comfort, His encouragement in the entire process. Are we able to appreciate how God responds to all these things? So here, the prayer of Moses, we have to learn it. How did God respond? Answer to people's prayer and to ask them to. Go forward to walk on the dry land. Did we learn the lessons that faith has to go before our reasoning? So here, this is a very important thing for the Song of Moses. Is that each time after our victory, we have to know God's character, know His love, see that His love is meticulous, know His guidance, faithfulness, goodness, righteousness, and all the ways how God manifests His glory. Remember that in each difficulties we face. God will manifest His glory in all these circumstances. So here in verse five, the floods covered them; they went down in the depth like a stone. So from this scripture, we can see that this is in direct contradiction to some wrongful explanation. You know, some people claim something like, "Oh, Red Sea is actually just a Red Sea, and then east wind blow and a low tide, so the Israelites can walk over." But their families, you know, even at a low tide, it's not going to be a complete dry land. It would be a wet, muddy ground. So, with water only of ankle or knee deep, do you think the Egyptians, the, the soldiers, the chariots, will they die underneath the ocean? You know, this kind of amount of water, if it's just ankle deep, is it possible to destroy all these mighty army? So here we from this in verse five, the floods covered them. They went down into the depths like a stone. It's enough proof that the Red Sea that they cross over is definitely not just a shallow water, and it's not just a low tide situation. We have to believe every single word that Bible said is a true experience of God Almighty works. So here, from verse one, when you read to verse nineteen, you will found that Moses he really meticulously described all the details of God's work, especially in verse eleven. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? So, is it possible that for your life, for our life, we can also have this song of victory? Maybe your name is David, then there will be a song of David. Maybe your name is Lisa, then there will be a song of Lisa. So here in our life, we really need to know that each time after a success warfare, we offer up our worship, we offer up our praise, and at that time, we can describe our understanding to God's character. So here, the importance of this song is not about how God win the victory, but its importance is about Moses, how he knows God's deeds. Today, even we Christians, we will face difficulties. We will also accept God's grace, and we will have breakthrough, healing, solution, or the restoration of our finance or relationship. But here, after all these problems are being solved, if we are not able to know God's characters more, know how He works more, to see God's glory more, then we will eventually fall back to our old lifestyle. And this is actually the most scary. Thing that a Christian can experience is that each time after their victory, they didn't have this dedicated worship 
that can manifest his understanding to God's characters. And the most pitiful thing for a Christian is that he just experienced a great victory from a circumstance. He just experienced God's power, but he still don't understand how God works. He still don't understand God's favor. He still don't understand God's name. So, and he can't offer up this victorious praise and to say, yes, Thank you. Praise the Lord. I got the provision. I got the healing. But he did not have the same true understanding to God like Moses here. So dear families, in this entire story of crossing over the Red Sea, indeed, God has a great victory. Moses had the victory. And the people of Israelites, they experienced the victory. But later on in chapter 15, you will see that just three days after all these great victory, under the guidance of the pillar and of cloud and the pillar of fire, when they are brought into another difficulties, the people, they start to complain again. So that's why this song is called the song of Moses rather than being called, oh, the song of Israelites victory. That means even though everyone experienced the victory after the difficulties, but not everyone can experience the deepening of the understanding to God's character after the victory. Not everyone knows that they should offer up the dedicated song of worship of their victory. So this is a huge difference. So today we have to pray to the Lord, Lord, through Exodus chapter 15, may you teach me that from now on, I will have a dedicated song and this song will depend on my understanding to your character. And so from maybe from your youth till now, every single God's mighty hands that you experience, maybe it's the healing difficulties being solved, relationship being restored. Did you offer this song of victory to showing your understanding to God's character? If not, today I encourage you to go back to that scenario again, to thank God for that, to praise God for that, and to tell the Lord, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know your move, your majestic in holiness, awesome and glorious deeds. Who is like you doing wonders? I will see my enemies drown in the sea. Remember, Moses meticulously described God's deed because he truly knows God. And here from verse 20 to verse 21, Miriam also led the sisters to praise God. But you can see that her song is much shorter. So here I'm not saying that Miriam doesn't know how to worship. But here from her worship, you can see that it's a huge difference from Moses' appreciation, deep understanding to God. So here, throughout the history, God has been telling us we shouldn't be just praising for God's deeds, God's hand. But instead, we should be truly praising God himself. Give thanks to God himself. We want God, not just his blessing, not just his solution to problems. So here, the song of Moses in just 19 verses, it mentioned God's name for 10 times. So today, I want to invite you to also have the same victory songs between us and God. So next in verse 22, then Moses made Israel sent out from the Red Sea and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went three days in the wilderness and found no water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah because it was bitter. Therefore, it was named Marah. Verse 24, and the people grumbled against Moses saying, what shall we drink? So remember, just three days ago, they just experienced such a powerful miracle. So today, if we just went through the 10 plagues, we went through the plagues of killing the firstborn son, and then we brought all the jewelry, silver and gold, and the entire Lord of hosts come out 
Egypt with glory, and we walk in the wilderness, and we just went through the Red Sea. We just see this Red Sea open in front of us. Here, after three days, we don't have water to drink. Then these Israelites they start to complain. They start to grumble. What shall we drink? Remember, these are the same group of people who just sang the victory song. But here you can see that Moses he immediately cried to the Lord. So maybe today in our life we don't have someone like Moses. Maybe even your pastor you only met them like once or twice per week. And maybe in when you are in your difficulties, not that many people can really help you. And maybe the even people surrounding you they are complaining, they are depressed. Is it possible for us to be like Moses to know that we should cry out to the Lord? The true understanding of God after each victory is that not only it can help us to show our true gratitude to the Lord after the victory, but when we are brought into our next difficulties, we can still give thanks. We can still give praise to the Lord, and this is the true understanding of God. So the Lord just asked him to throw a log into the water, and the water became sweet. And there the Lord made for them a statute and a rule, and there He tested them. So here, verse twenty-five is a very important、uh, verses. Remember that for someone, a Christian who just sang their victory song, we have to know this important spiritual principles. Because when our spiritual life is still very young, God will not condemn our weaknesses or our complaint, but instead. God will solve our problem. He will turn the water in Mara into sweet water. He will turn the difficulties into blessings. He will turn all the curses into His grace. But here, God also did one thing: it's that He also made for them a statute and a rule, and there He tested them. So here, their families, did you see God's hand, His work? His work. He doesn't just solve our difficulties, but instead, God wants us when He solve our problem. He wants us to learn His heart, to know His heart through statutes and rules. So, is it possible after every single victory, when we offer up our song of victory, is it possible that we can also start to learn His truth? When He help us to get rid of the problem, when He turn the bitter water into sweet, we can start to learn truth, and we can also see that this is the testing from the Lord. Nowadays, God is also doing the same thing, and many people cannot stand firm in this kind of trial. Many people just want to see the bitter water turn sweet, but not many people want to learn God. Statutes and rules afterwards. So that's why Moses is being called someone who knows his heart, and is being called as his friend. And that's why God can call Moses to bear such a huge responsibility. It's because each time after its challenge of faith, Moses can know God's heart more and more. So I believe every one of us, we all have this experience when the bitter water turns sweet. But the question is, do you have this desire to learn the truth? Do you have this experience to learn the truth after the water turns sweet? Do you have this desire that Lord, may you help me to know Your heart? Let me know Your will, so that after next trial, I can still stand firm. So here in verse twenty-six and twenty-seven, saying, "If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do what which is right in His eyes, and give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes, I will put none of the disease on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer." So here it says God's name; it's called as Jehovah Rapha, your healer. 
So here, after the victory, God says, "Listen to my voice. You should keep my statutes." And then He will tell us that I will put none of the disease on you, and my name is Jehovah Rapha. So today, many people, when they're at sick, they will call after Jehovah Rapha. Oh, may you heal me? May you heal me? But today, we as a leader, a small group leader, or spiritual parents, do we have this understanding that after someone is being healed, we have after someone know the truth of Jehovah Rapha, we have to tell them to listen to the voice of the Lord from now on and do what is right in His eyes. Give ear to his commandment and keep all his statutes, so he will put none of the disease on us again. We have to have this courage to teach this thing, to tell these things. And later on, they went into Elim. So after God, when He turned the bitter water into sweet, when we experience His healing, there is still the next step, which is to step into Elim. So here, their families. This is what it means to plant ourselves by the streams of water and keep abiding in Christ. Otherwise, when the next challenge comes, we will just keep crying out and crying out. When the difficulties count, the pain counts, the sickness or persecution or finance difficulties, there will always be more problems to solve. Today, many people's prayer are just for their needs, rather than their prayer is for them to want to know God. So today, may God have mercy on us. Mara, the problem of bitter water. There is a solution. Can make the water sweet. But can you go from Mara to Elim? And the key is to do what is right in His eyes. To give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes. So the bitter water inside us can truly turn sweet. So next in chapter sixteen, they set out from Elim. Even though it's such a nice place like Elim, they still need to set out from it. Because Elim is not the final destination of our life. Our final destination is to enter the promised land. So today, many Christians will be like, "Oh, I'm so appreciative. I'm so happy. It's so nice to be a Christian. Now my life is good. My sons and daughters, they are good, and my finance is very well off. Praise the Lord! Oh, this kind of life is awesome. I don't need to keep pursuing the Lord. I don't need to keep serving. I don't need to keep having hunger because now here is very awesome already. No, but God will not just stop here because God will bring us to Mount Sinai to make a covenant with Him." And it will pass by the wilderness of sin, and there is no food in the wilderness. So remember, previously there's no water, now there's no food. So God's trial is one after another. Previously, the test of the bitter water. So now there's another trial to see if they can really give ear to His commandments. But instead, the people, the Israelites, they start to grumble again, just like previously. Let's see in verse three. Would that we have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pot and ate bread to the full? For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So remember, before they pass the Red Sea, they have this same grumbling. And after all the victory, the Red Sea, the Mara, the Elim, and they still have the same grumbling. In the wilderness of sin, they still say the same thing. So here, their families remember: don't romanticize the life before you became a believer. Don't say that. Oh, how nice was the days when I was in a believer. You know the Israelites; they are like this. This kind of person, you will never enter the promised land, and you will just keep falling and falling in every single trial. Then the Lord said to Moses, "Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you." And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day. So, what does God say next? 
that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. So God, He is testing us. We really need these trials in our life. Today, we as a Christian, if you did not realize this, God will actually test us. Remember, God tests us. He does not tempt us. He tests us. And through all these circumstances, He will give us opportunity and chance to see if we can really keep His commandments. So this is a test. Do you want your problem to be solved? Do you want to know God more after each victory? Do you want to know God's heart? Do you want to know His statutes, His law, His words, His deeds? This is the testing. So you know, God will never force us to love Him. But if someone who knows how to respond to the Lord each time during the trial to respond to Him correctly, then He will be able to love God more and more. And this love will spring up deep down from His Spirit. So dear family, do you want to be someone with hunger? Do you want to know God's heart more and more in your everyday life, in every circumstances? Then you have to know Every circumstance is a test from the Lord to test my heart, to know if we are willing to follow His words, to keep His statutes. So today, if there's any unlucky thing, any shortage or any unfair things, or maybe you are being mistreated or there are many things that doesn't work as you expected, you will know that this is the test. And the only purpose of the test is to see if we are willing to keep His commandment. And this is the key and the shortest path that can help us to have breakthrough in our faith and to mature up to know God's will. This is the fastest path. So every single difficulties, there is a reason behind it is to test us. So today, of course, we can ask God to remove all the hindrance and difficulties. But are we willing to also ask the Lord, Lord, may you help me in all these challenges, help me to be someone who can truly follow your commandments. When I ask you to remove the difficulties, I will also ask you to help me to know your words, know your heart even more. These are two very different prayers. And you have to make a choice today. So here, verse 6, So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. So it's not Moses or Aaron, it's God. He himself, he brought people out from Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? And next in verse 8, Moses told them, your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. So Moses, he clearly knows how scary it is about the grumbling. And you know, oftentimes we might unintentionally start to grumble against churches, grumble against the, our pastor, grumble about the decision that the church is making. Maybe we are complaining all the unfairness in a society, all the unlucky stuff, the rules of the, our company, and we will complain when the wicked increase or rules. All these grumblings, it's not just against the leaders or society, but all these grumblings are against the Lord. So we have to brittle our tongue, just like in chapter 13 and 14. Even when we are facing such a huge challenges like the Red Sea and the army chasing after us, even he who keeps silent is considered wise. So next verse 9 and 10, Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, 
Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked towards the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. So you might say that, oh, it's so awesome. Even after all this grumbling, God still manifests to themselves. Praise the Lord. But remember, at this moment, the Israelites are still very immature. Their life is still just like a baby. And this is before when God made this covenant with the Israelites. So every single complaint that the Israelites have, God responded with patience and grace and just keep telling them his statutes and rules and keep telling them that this is a trial to see if they are willing to follow God's commandment. So today, when all these complaints come before the Lord, God manifests himself in the cloud. God reveals his glory to them and to tell them that my children, the people who you are complaining against is not Moses or Aaron, but you are complaining against me. God, he himself also bear all these things. But remember, this is before God make the covenant with them. God knows that his children, the Israelites, they are still like a baby. So he's willing to respond in this way. So next, indeed, at twilight, you shall eat meat, and in the morning, you shall be filled with bread. So indeed, the quail came up, and then in the morning, there's manna. They gathered some more, some less, and verse 18, they measured it with an omer. Whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat. So praise the Lord, God's grace is never falling short. So today we can ask the Lord through our faith, but also give thanks to God from our faith. So don't be greedy and we shall brittle our greed again. If you eat a lot, God will definitely provide you. If you have a huge needs, maybe you have a lot of children, God will also provide you. If you don't have that much need, you shouldn't feel unfair saying that, oh Lord, why you give them so much? Why you, as long as he make an offering, then he immediately have a blessing. If he starts serving, he may immediately experience blessing. He just pray and he immediately, his prayer is being answered. Why I didn't experience all that thing. Don't complain to God about this. God's grace never falls short and his grace is always fair to each one of us. So, but some still did not listen to Moses, left part of it till the morning and it bread warms and stink and Moses was angry with them. So here Moses was angry. Actually, God agrees with his anger. You know, because his anger is because this person does not listen to God's word. Previously, God has manifested himself in the cloud. So today, oftentimes we as a leader, a small group leader or spiritual parents or pastors, sometimes we fall short on this, that we did not have anger for God's righteousness when our people, when God's people did not follow God's words, we did not have this anger and righteousness. And we allow ourselves to just be like a yes man. And we try not to offend others. And we say that, oh, whether or not they are trying to follow God's word, it's their own decision. I only need to just tell him it's my own responsibility. But this is not a heart as a parent. If we truly have this heart as a leader, as a parent, when our children deviates from their path, when they sin against God, would you not be angry about it? When your children do not fear God, when they despise God's grace, will you not be angry about it? Let alone as the brothers and sisters who we are pastoring. Sometimes when we have anger for God's words, for God's righteousness, when we get angry because they fall short of their potential in following God's words, and God will stand for us. God will back up for us. 
So remember, previously Aaron he just was saying all these things, and God's glory just manifests. Today, in your church, do you want to see God's glory also being manifest? Do you want to see God's righteousness being set up in your church? If you have this desire, then we have to see the anger of Moses is the same emotional response that we should have. When our brothers and sisters they don't follow God's words, they despise God's grace. When they did not cherish God's blessing and God's promise, we have to speak truth in love. We have to correct them, rebuke them, exhort them. And this is the authority that God has granted to us. And this is the due reaction that we should have. We shouldn't fear man more than fearing God. We should fear God's commandment more than fearing people's reaction. And today, this is my prayer as well. I ask God to help me so that I can go beyond the fear of man, the awkwardness, to the fear of offending others. May you help me so that every single reaction, emotional reaction that I have, is according to your words. Help me if someone despises your grace, despises your words. I have the same passion and zealous for your word to correct them with courage. So next in verse twenty-two, on the sixth day they gathered twice as much bread, two omers each. And when all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, "This is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is the day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake, and boil what you will boil. And all that is left over, lay it aside to be kept till the morning." So they laid it aside till the morning, as Moses commanded them, and it did not stink, and there were no worms in it. So God really takes Sabbath very seriously, and God also cares whether or not we can trust His guidance. We labor for six days and keep Sabbath for one day before the Lord. So today, nowadays, maybe we have weekends for two days, and maybe your job you have to work for seven days. You can't have a full day off. But today, we can all. Ask God for a grace that Lord may you help me that at least one day of my week I can dedicate it to you. And maybe you may say that oh this kind of job is very hard to find, but you can still ask God for grace that Lord at least there will be part of a time in my every day that I can dedicate it to you. I can rest before you. Maybe you work on shift, or maybe your job doesn't have a regular weekends, or maybe you have one day off every three days. You can also ask God. God may help me so that every day I can set apart some time, either in the morning or in the evening, to dedicate it to you, to have rest in front of you, to wait upon you, to read Bible. You have to have this time dedicated for rest in front of the Lord. In、so、verse twenty-seven, on the seventh day, some of the people went out together, but they found none. Let's see what God says in verse twenty-eight. And the Lord said to Moses, "How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my law?" So here, that's why when previously when Moses was angry, God agrees with that because God really cares whether or not we are willing to follow His words. So today, God is asking us the same question. How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws, especially about His commandments of Sabbath? Please don't treat Sabbath lightly. Please don't treat our time when we are waited upon Him every day in front of the Lord lightly. Don't take it lightly. The time that when we pray, when we read the Bible in front of Him, God really take this seriously. And next is talking about manna and verse thirty-five. The people of Israel ate the manna forty years. You know God's provision never falls short. But here 
in these forty years, all these people who ate manna, how many of them really entered the promised land? God can have His grace. God will have His provision. But God really cares if we are willing to keep His commandments. So here in the entire chapter fifteen and sixteen, we can really pray to the Lord that help me to know the only thing that I can do is to follow Your words, follow Your commandment, and to teach me how to offer up my dedicated song of victory after each victory, and help me in every single guidance that You have. The victory in Mara is that You will really give me Your statutes and rules. Whenever you heal me, when you let me know your name as Jehovah Rapha, is to let me know that I should keep follow your commandments. When I don't have food, maybe when we are still young, spiritually young, your our complaints, you will see it. But when your words, when your commandments is very clear to us, but we still can't follow it, may Lord may you help me to have the right emotional response. Help me so that my Reaction can be held accountable in front of you. The people that I'm leading, my children, when they despise your words, I can have the same anger and righteousness inside me. And also remember that God also is asking us the same question today: How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my law? May you help me so that I can keep the Sabbath. I can keep your words. I can follow your words. I can know that you are Jehovah Rapha. I can know that you are the God of truth. So today, may we all pray to the Lord together to really ask God that Lord, I am determined to follow your word. Amen.